Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, put a little. I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey, put a little. Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. The roundtable is complete. The game plan it has been constructed. The league has been toured in a dash. Everything of the sort. And now it's just, it's up to us to carry it the rest of the way. I do not have my picks done, by the way. I've gotten very, uh, mm. almost to the point of being demoralized. Overthinking everything. Yep. Just. That'll happen. In my own head. Yeah. And the safest way to deal with things like that is to avoid them, I say. Just sort of ignore it. Pretend it doesn't, <laughs> pretend it's not real, it doesn't exist. You need to, you need to shake off, uh, you, you, need to, you need to have a short memory, Mike. <clears throat> That's my problem. You gotta be like a cornerback. In so yeah. many areas of my life, that is a problem. <laughs> Not having a short memory. I'd love to have a short memory sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's all well and good to know that the you know what? That the Bills and the Giants played in nineteen seventy five on a Monday night and somebody <laughs> walked across the top of the stadium on a wire and the Bills were undefeated and they lost and I wasn't even it was three. I wasn't even watching this game. Yeah. So uh anyway. This should be really great. I mean, it's all there for the Bills. It's been an, it's been a challenging year, uh, but it's got life. And all these other teams we're talking about with Sal that play in front of them this weekend, including Miami, leave much to be desired. But you've got a tough test here, to, obviously, uh, in yeah. Dallas. Big, big test and really a, a lot to be gained, if not, I mean, certainly in the standings, that, that's right. Um, the betting markets already are still telling you that they believe in the Bills, right? They are, of all these seven and six teams in the AFC, they are the one team that is not plus money to make it. Like, they, there is a belief that they will get it done. I think the, the, the conversation, right, on all, the, on all the shows, all the football shows, will follow suit if the Bills beat the Cowboys in this game. If they come out of this thing, even whether they're in a playoff spot or not, when the dust settles after this week, I think if they get the Cowboys here, and no, it, even if nothing else goes their way, I, I think looking at schedules and just thinking about the way forward, I think a lot of people will be talking about the Bills, like, you know, in the way that the betting markets have been bullish on them, and that is simply nobody's going to want to see this team in January. Like, look out if they get in. Sure, that may it may be, you know, if they don't get the division and end up a wild card, that they got to go on the road for three games to just get to the Super Bowl. But that's been done. That's been done by teams that look a lot less than the Bills have looked this year, I'd say, talent-wise. So um, I just think they, they, there's a lot of steam that this train can pick up 
with a win on the you know against the Cowboys. You know the national 425 window on Fox. It's the Cowboys. It doesn't even need to be said. Like the, it's it's a marquee game. That's what Dallas does for you. And so um, I think if if people have been sort of waiting to to find out what what it's all about with the Bills and why people are even hinting at that they could still be dangerous even though they've had this rocky year. Sunday's a real chance for them to show it. I mean, they blew it in the Eagle game. That opportunity was there for them in that Eagles game, and they just could not close the deal. But, I mean, they put on quite a show offensively, and maybe they can do the same to this Dallas team. Maybe. 803-0550 for your take on what you think will happen here, what needs to happen, who are you thinking about a lot, anything along the lines of that stuff here with uh, Bill's Cowboys coming up. Let's go to Kyle here. Hi, Kyle. How we doing, boys? Good, Kyle. Thanks for calling. Quick, two things, real quick. I wanted to clarify. Yesterday, you guys were asking about Easton Stick. Uh, he is not. He does not have any hockey background. A coworker of mine in Omaha, Nebraska, where I live now, uh, he went to Creighton Prep with him. He does. That's not a hockey family. So I wanted to clarify that for you guys. And you guys were talking about that on the radio yesterday. Okay. All right. Thanks. And uh, anyway. I uh, did want to talk about the wide receiver group. It seems like they are just getting slower every game that I watch. And I know it's when I played in college, it became a problem. When we are our, our wide receivers when we got kind of kids that came in that weren't very, that we got a slower group. We had to find other ways to get our running back. That was a, you know, a, a bigger player in our system, the ball. And it seems like we're doing that for the bill. The bills are doing that uh, similarly. So I just see that becoming more of a problem. Just want to get your take on that. You guys have a good day. You too. I think you could possibly have something there. Like I've said a lot, we've seen what's different about their offense since the coordinator change. It's like James Cook is a more prominent, featured part of it. And what you're kind of indirectly implying might be whether that's, you know, of course it would be by design, but whether that's because of what the Bills don't have at receiver. Is it because of Davis's qualities or something else? I don't know. Like That's a really interesting question going forward here with this game and the rest of the season is what they are at receiver. Diggs has gone a long time since a blow-up game. The last time he went over 100 was the game in London, and that's notable for a guy like that i mean for him Mm -hmm. davis is putting up zeros now and you know the bills offense is generally fine i think uh but i worry for them if they are so limited if it does if that doesn't change back and you're going through yes james cook is getting open down the seam and that's great but if i'm getting like such little production from davis Diggs's production is is in decline and my third wide receiver isn't really, you know, much because I've got two tight ends on the field. Of course, Kincaid, and I said Cook. There are other ways to to do it. But I don't love this for them, you know, if that doesn't bounce back. And I think it could. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. if the point originally made here is right that, you know, they, we have to figure out other ways to move the ball because of these issues we have with receivers. It could just be matchups and we know they like Cook, so and he's done well. He's done well. He has done well, and and I I wonder. I, I guessed about this earlier today already. Um, you know, 
thinking about the long game here and this coordinator, Brady, since he's taken over, they have certainly established something with Cook. And is it enough to get teams distracted? Like, are they, are, are they going to be thinking about it, right, more than they were, well, before Joe Brady took over and before Cook started being utilized uh, like this? You know, a lot, a lot of things have sort of ascended here. Cook's usage, Kincaid has mattered more as the year has gone on. And what I, what I guess I, I'm hopeful for is that that all just sort of – Gets, gets fed into the machine, and you come out with there's more to worry about, and maybe that gives you opportunity to feed Diggs. Um, I think this game is crying out for that. Um, it's a team he grew up rooting for. His brother plays for them. He's been dormant for a while here, like you're alluding to here, going back to you know week five and week six of the season to find a 100-yard game from him. And so I think the big stage and the stakes – I would want to tap into him, and I think maybe some of what they've been doing on offense with Cook and with Kincaid could lend itself to that in the big scheme of things. Not to say that I would expect the Cowboys to be forgetting about Stephon Diggs, but the more things you do well should provide you more opportunity. So I I, I feel like it's setting up for a big Diggs game. I think that's the recipe to win this game is to get him off and get the offense looking like it's looked when they've been at their very best during this, you know, three to four year window where they've been a Super Bowl contender. I didn't know he was a Dallas fan. He's never played against Dallas for the Bills. Two games in his career against Dallas, both for Minnesota. So I did not know that either. I think Sal uh, mentioned that to me on Wednesday when you were off that he he grew up rooting for the Cowboys. Hmm. That's that's questionable. Unless you're from Dallas. But you did, too. What can I say? You did, too. It sure, happens to I people. Liked, I liked Dallas when I was a little kid. It That's happens right. to people. And why again? Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach, yes. He was from Navy. My dad was in the Navy. Okay. When you're a little kid, that's that's sometimes all it takes. Didn't Thurman Thomas tell us that he rooted for Dallas? He was a Yankees. Thurman's like Yankees, Cowboys, I don't know, Lakers, maybe. Remember that? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't recall. I mean, I know he's, he's from, from Texas. Yeah, I yeah mean, he's at least from Houston. I, so I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see if he texts us to tell us. Maybe. Oh well. If he's out there, Thurman. Are you out there listening? Maybe we'll get uh, closure on that. <laughs> I think he was a Cowboys fan. You know. Um, yesterday we were talking about how many Cowboys fans there are. Maybe somebody listening has a take on this. So, sort of trying to, th- you know, thinking out loud is Dallas maybe. The second most popular team in the area, maybe not. I, I, cha- I decided that I wanted to say no to that because it's too long ago since they've been dominant. They, I mean, we remember the 90s and those Super Bowls and they were painful losses, and Dallas is pretty close to a dynasty in that decade, three and four years. Maybe you have to give it to them. They have five playoff wins since Super Bowl Thirty. One last year. Like, they've had a couple recently. They've not made it past the second round since Super Bowl Thirty. So that's, you know, 
Right. One a of long those time wins ago. was a home win against Detroit, and then they lost the next week in Green Bay on the Des Bryant, like, what is a catch? Yes. The, Des the it. quintessential ground floor of what is a catch uh, conversation. Not that we weren't debating it before that, but it became like the – I don't remember talking about surviving the ground before that Des Bryant play or football moves and all this sort happier of Happier times, happier times. Yeah, simpler, simpler times. Yeah. Simpler times. Yeah. You ready for some ref stuff this week? Oh, sure. It's got to right. happen. Let's just keep talking about the refs. Was there anything last night? I Probably not in a game that was like, you know, 1,000 <laughs> to 3. I don't know. I didn't hear about anything controversial yeah. last last <laughs> night. Hopefully not with a score like that. Hopefully right. people aren't too worried about calls. But <laughs> never know. Imagine a Chargers fan being, hey, I know that I know they got 63 hung on them, but yep. did you see that play in the first quarter? Like, <laughs> I saw it too, but that wasn't holding, guys. Come on, let's just be honest here. <laughs> right. How about the MVP race? So, as much fun as you and I might have betting on the NFL, we can't bet the awards. They can in other states, yeah. but not here. It's not. It's not available to bet. You know, sort of legally. That's really uh, too bad because I'd like the opportunity to lose on more things. Well, you know, you're saying a, a <laughs> profound thing, right there. But is Allen still in? Is it in range for him? Do you think? I think I think it is. I think it is. I think because, like I've already alluded to, like if they and he, this is why it's so. I mean, it helps if you win the games, right? Um, like the Eagles game, he was a monster in that game, and if that's a dub, you know, I don't know what his odds would be versus what they are now. But you know, the winning helps. Um, but that said, like if he has something. I don't want to ask for a comparable performance. I mean, it's like an incredible performance. But if he has a day, right, he throws for 300 yards and three scores and maybe runs for one or whatever, like, you know, like he does, uh, I think against this team in that window, that TV window, and suddenly the Bills are, you know, everyone's hearing the footsteps and, you know, it's gaining steam, like look out for this team if they get in, and they run the table. I think I I think he's got to look at it. The the fact that it's like I don't want to say it's wide open, right? But like Prescott's the favorite, he deserves that. But it's pretty recent that that's developed, and I still think Allen could come from the back. I think there is there is room for that. Um, you know how Prescott plays between now and then matters too. Like how valiantly he battles in in a if it's if it's a loss, does he does he you know does he do it? Uh, for them, and they, they lose despite a great performance. You know, he's turnover prone and runs into trouble, and Allen has this great day. I'm not saying Allen would pass him in the odds, but he would close the gap, and then we're in we're into a three-game race to the end here. So I think it's still there for him. I can't find, like, current odds anywhere. I think I'm reading an article here that's AI-written, so I'm just going <laughs> to try to remember the names. I mean, of course, I, I yeah. probably can do that. There's an argument against each guy. At It's been a very interesting year for the discourse on the MVP. You have one now, it reminds me of baseball seasons where we had this, where we're talking about whether somebody is the best player. Maybe he's not the best player in the league, but he is the most valuable to his team, you know, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy brings up all kinds of good questions about MVP. Like, most people wouldn't put him as the best player on the 49ers. Maybe no one would. So he's got a great advantage playing for that team. But how do you really know 
with any kind of, you know, confidence mm-hmm. what it would be without him, right? Like, compar- comparisons to Garoppolo are made. I have a tough time with Purdy for this for the award because I'm always somebody with MVP that really thinks that the point of the award is the best player in the league. But in football, you have to put an asterisk on that because it's only the quarterbacks who win the MVP. Like, it's not the best player in the league. It's not Trent Williams who's going to win or Aaron Donald who's going to win. I mean, there's a defensive player of the year. And that's the NFL's out, that they have these other awards over here, offensive player of the year. That's for the other guys. That's for the non-quarterbacks. So Cooper Cup wins the offensive player of the year. Tyreek Hill will win that. It is it is interesting on Hill what the Dolphins looked like without him. And, you know, maybe that was a night where Tua could have moved back to the top because he's been up there this year, but that's not happening. That no, didn't happen. He was kind of stifled there. Yeah, right, right. So I think – I talked to Aaron Schatz a couple weeks ago. He has a vote. It's 50 voters. And I asked him if he thought – I think it was Tyreek I used. I asked him the question about a non-quarterback, and he said basically he didn't see it happening. But I do think that there could be it could be looked at as kind of a cause. Like if if these people, I don't know, Aaron maybe, but anybody who votes for that award, you wouldn't want it to be said that only quarterbacks can win, I think. I think that I think that makes sense. Yeah. I mean I I, I wonder if the league shouldn't at some point just clear clear it up completely. Because the idea right, if the MVP Ends up being a quarterback, which of course it, it typically almost it, it almost always is, and has been for year over year here. So, quarterback is the MVP. How is that guy also not the offensive player of the year? Right, right. So, why don't you just maybe you should think about renaming the awards? You know, like the, the MVP replace MVP with you know MVQ. Uh, right, most valuable quarterback or quarterback of the year, and then then you can have your offensive player of the year that's clearly not you know the quarterbacks have their own award the mvp has become the quarterback's own award so why don't you just name it that because it doesn't really make sense like when patrick mahomes wins the mvp is he not the best offensive player in the league too i mean i I think what you're telling me is that he was but he got this so he doesn't get that so let's give it to this other guy well the hell are we doing here right (laughs) so let's just delineate that more clearly and then there there won't be any any more reason to debate it. Uh, not that debate is bad. I mean, I, I I'm you know I'm <laughs> I work here. I'm fine with debate, but it just seems you, you got to really try hard to make a case for someone other than the best quarterback <clears throat> on the best team to you know to win the MVP. You got you got to really twist yourself up to get there. And with all that said, it probably still isn't going to happen anyways. Like so. Great. I'm I'm for debate, but if it's futile, then what am I really doing here? I think right now Purdy will win. Because I think Prescott's biggest challenge is that they are not likely to win their division. With the Eagles schedule versus the Cowboys, like D- Dallas is in way tougher here, these four games that are left than Philly is, and they're tied. So are you going to vote for a quarterback of a wild card team to win the MVP? And they have good players too. Like, yeah, think of their defense and and CD Lamb. You know, I don't know. Prescott, I think, is a fine choice. I think he would be who I vote for right now. But if they don't win their division, and I think maybe Hertz won't win 
because of what happened Sunday night, and Dallas was much the better team in that game. Maybe I should be careful to overreact because it really does move around a lot week to week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Purdy has a pretty clear path to first place and maybe the one seed. Like It's kind of the team of the year right now in the NFL, San Francisco, and he is the quarterback. And he is putting up numbers. The the problem with his numbers – is that a lot of his passes are like no air yards, and Debo Samuel runs 50. <laughs> right, right. So how much talent does that take? Yeah, I mean, he, he is the guy that you could, I think, most justly accuse of being a facilitator. You know, like he, he's got all these advantages, uh, the scheme, the running game, all that talent, and, you know, it does discount that he puts the ball right where it needs to be a lot. I mean, run after catch, um, you know, you ding the quarterback for that, but that takes accurate throwing. I mean, mm-hmm. you you got you got to put it where it needs to be so guys have the opportunity to keep running, and he's done that. You know that to me, that's no easy thing. So, um, worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I I, I, I like him as a choice, mostly because I think it'll just make a lot of people freak out. And, that, and that'll be fun, <laughs> I think. I think, you know, player a player like Allen may still have a chance, but they've got to win the division. I think same logic would apply yeah. there. I don't think Tua can win. I don't think Mahomes can win. His his numbers are just so far down, and they're just been too. It's been too loud, too much noise about how Kansas City can't score. Like, how is he going to win the MVP? I don't think he'll. And he's won two, so I don't think he wins. I don't think Tua wins. I don't think Hertz wins. I think Philadelphia wins that division. I don't think Dak wins. I mean, I'm not too strong on some of these, but trying to. Uh, Narrow it down. I think Purdy or Lamar Jackson. If Baltimore wins out or even close, like wins three out of four or something, they have prime time this week. They have at San Francisco next week in on Christmas night. Miami after that. Like he's going to get a, a spotlight. So, so wild that, that I don't even think about him in this conversation. 
Like, until you just brought him up, he didn't even enter my mind. And, I, and I'm sitting here, you know, I'm engaged, I'm, I'm in this conversation, and I'm thinking, like, who else, who else should be brought up here? And he, even though he just won it three years ago or four years ago, I don't even think about him. Well, he's up there, you know, yeah. he might be third in the odds, third or fourth in the odds. Yeah. Wow. So, but you agree, right? Like, that, that yeah, makes sense. sure, yeah, it does. Yeah, what I'm saying is I just don't think about him. I, I also don't go looking, I know I can't bet on this, so I don't go looking for, I, I don't mm-hmm. even know where to find these odds. Well, that's what I. That's my that's problem where, too. That's where you. That's where you come in. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find them just now. All right, we'll take a break here. Football Friday on WGR eight oh three oh five fifty for your calls. We'd love some. We've got until six because Sal was on earlier. We did the roundtable from four to five, so we've got until six, and then we'll do our pick segment after that. Uh, back after this timeout and the update. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR. Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator in this case, does a phenomenal job of moving him around. It's a little bit like Lawrence Taylor, right? You think he's a defensive lineman one play, and then the next play lines up as an off-the-ball linebacker. The next play lines up as an on-the-ball linebacker. And just very unique in terms of his talent. This team is very talented. They have some different players, as you mentioned, with CD in this case, with that number 11 Parsons and what he can do. Micah Parsons drawing comparisons there from Sean McDermott to Lawrence Taylor. That's the ultimate compliment for a player at that position. That is literally the the best you could say about somebody. That's the gold standard, yes, I agree. You ever watch Taylor highlights? I don't go seeking them out. Um, you know, if it comes across on like, you know, this day in history or or something like that. Like but it's been it's been a while since I've sat and looked at Lawrence Taylor. It, well, that's reasonable enough, I guess. You, you, you're excused. You're forgiven for not taking time out of your busy I, I, schedule. I, I remember what it looked like, though. It, it often looked like, I mean, no one was blocking him or capable just, of blocking him. It was. It's amazing how many times you'll see Lawrence Taylor come around the end and just like not, not even be touched. Right. Do something. Have you ever thought about doing something about that? <laughs> Blocking him, putting another person there, maybe. Eventually, maybe they did more of that. But just picturing him, like, at the Silverdome against the Lions, uh, lined up just off the, the off the left tackle's outside shoulder, the ball is snapped, and he just kind of comes right around and just crushes right. Eric Hipple. I, th- I think you, that that's just one of the things about him that was so remarkable is just – you knew really. Let's not say like he didn't have a variety of moves, but that 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 lean right coming around the edge, and just how fast it happened, I think would just you know it, if the left tackle is even you know now it, all, all the rage it seems like with tackles on both sides is they're allowed to move that foot before the ball is snapped right they're timing it and they're moving a little. If you're just a a, a, a that much late. Getting off the ball with him coming on you, like that's how those plays end up looking. Like no one's blocking him. Like the left tackle is just there. And a lot of those highlights that I have in my in my mind's eye right now are Taylor gets like, past the guy and then both hands reaching out trying to push him away. Like please go too far. Oh, I'm done. Like the tackle just can't just can't handle the speed. Can't wait for this one, Bills and Cowboys. Lines open for your calls. We did the roundtable earlier, 803-0550. Got a key man you're thinking about or just a take on this game, what the playoff picture looks like. I'm looking at uh, the schedule for picks because I have been uh, late 
to organize picks for later. And I'm looking at Pittsburgh, Indianapolis on tomorrow, Saturday afternoon, 4.30. I, I spent some time on this game earlier today and decided not to pick it. Really? I pick could, it. You said pick it. It's funny. <laughs> I couldn't really – I started out like, okay, Pittsburgh, Trubisky, come on. Are they really going to move the ball? How are they going to score? So Indy's got to be the pick. Pittsburgh defense, though, like how – Ugh. <laughs> your boy Minshew is that really gonna I, I just I got all tangled up and even though it's such a short spread I could I could see either team winning um a low scoring game uh, I doubt that's a game that gets you know much past the 20s score wise but I, I I'm like at coin flip on who's gonna win it line is two one and a half 42 and a half Zach Moss Zach Moss was really having he was a great story in the first half Jonathan Taylor, as you may remember, missed the beginning of the season, contract dispute, got in, and then he got rolling to the point where Zach Moss was just a backup. But then Taylor broke his thumb. And Moss, these last two weeks, has gotten all, like the beginning of the season, gotten all the work for Indianapolis, but he hasn't done anything with it this time. Earlier, there was one game against Tennessee where he just ran right through Tennessee. But these last two games have been very quiet, despite having... uh, Again, all the work in the Colts' backfield. And that should be the case again this week against the Steelers. But, yeah, it feels like Tomlin a little bit, this game. Unless the Steelers are just so tilted and kind of shot emotionally right now. Always drama with them. Coaching change midseason. Then they just kind of still did nothing on offense, mostly. There seems to be some growing... Uh, sentiment that the, the the two star receivers are like you know attitude problems and that like that that feels like a very easy to get to opinion with the Steelers like going back even to Antonio Brown uh, but Pickens and Deontay Johnson that both had like their moments this year of sort of you know not looking like the most team first guys I guess Evergreen Steelers. Comment. The re- receivers have attitude issues. Yeah. I mean, has has that not happened many times over the years? Let's go to Ben next. Hello, Ben. Hey, fellas. How you doing? Great, Ben. Thanks for calling. Thanks. I just wanted to weigh in on the MVP discussion you were just having. I feel like if the season ended today, it's clearly Lamar Jackson because of what he's been able to do considering the skill position players that he has around him. Purdy couldn't do what he's doing with Lamar's teammates. Like, Andrews is comparable to Kittle, but other than that, like, that offense is built around Lamar instead of Purdy being dropped into an offense that he's perfect for. To say nothing of the fact that if anyone's responsible on offense for San Francisco's success, it's McCaffrey, not Purdy. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Okay. Um, I mean, I – Sure. I don't think I don't think you certainly cannot compare Baltimore's skill positions, uh, top to bottom, favorably to San Francisco's. Uh, and Andrews has been hurt now for a few weeks running, mm-hmm. um, but you know Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I think Zay Flowers has been real nice as a rookie, but you know a rookie he's not hardly established as a star yet. But I think that's that's going the right direction. Um, so I don't know. I don't think they're exactly lacking. Uh, but yeah, it, it doesn't stack up to Debo Samuel and Kittle and McCaffrey and Ayuk. Sure, I I mean I agree. Um, but you know that just that does ding Purdy in a way that I, I'm not sure is entirely fair. 
Like he does still, you know, he makes he makes he puts the ball where it needs to be a lot. And so, sure, he's got the advantage of the scheme and all that talent around him. There's something to be said for putting the ball where it needs to be, so guys can run with it afterward too. So I, I I'm I'm fine with Purdy getting um, getting some credit, um, but you know if I if I had to pick who the MVP is right now, um, I, I I think I might agree with the caller. I, I think I might lean Lamar wise more than Purdy. All that said, I agree with that completely. I think maybe. Like you earlier said, you forgot about Jackson. We were talking about the MVP. (laughs) I think he's a little boring. And I think what's happened this year, I mean, he's not boring to watch, just boring in sort of the the consistent consistency. His team is always good. And what has happened this year with the Ravens, the narrative stuff on the Ravens, is this year was supposed to be, okay, now we're really going to throw the ball. And they signed, I mean, they're giving Beckham $15 Uh, Flowers' first-round pick. Andrews, yes, got hurt, but so good and steady. And even after that, like Aguilar and Bateman, like there's no excuse anymore for the Ravens to not have a good passing game. And it's it's fine, but it's maybe been said like it's it still hasn't really taken off. Last week was a good week. Um, and you know what else with Jackson? He does not have – when he won the MVP in 2019 – you had almost on a weekly basis electrifying highlights. Right. Like you just, can't believe like you're seeing him make the moves he made. A little bit like the Lawrence Taylor conversation where uh-huh. he looks like he's just on a, a different gear than everybody else and he's accelerating while he's turning and just all these crazy things. And he does not have hardly any of that this year. This is not a criticism. I, I'm an apologist for Jackson. I've been called that and I accept it because I just love this player. But you're not seeing – I watch him closely, and this is last year too, where he doesn't want to go as often as he used to. And that first year – you know how this works. Like this is this is Justin Fields now where the coaches are trying to – Allen in a way, mm-hmm. coaches are trying to keep you in the pocket so you can sort of play the position, quote the right way or the traditional way. And Jackson has missed a lot of time. You can understand that team even more so than the Bills wanting him to be more careful and protect himself because he's it's been, it's not it's not always been injury, uh, but been, there's been. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Some of that, I mean, last year stands out in that way. So, um, you know, that's a guy. Not that he's been hurt running, but you know, we know how it works. Right. Bo- both the big injuries he's had were not on running 
running right. plays, like once in the pocket against Denver last year, and then once scrambling to the right against the Browns. So not not this year yet. He he did have his regular moment on the injury report last week with illness. I mean, Jackson's been on nobody's on the injury report more often for being sick over the years than than Jackson. Um, he does. He leads them in rushing. They are a great, super efficient running team, and he is their leading rusher uh, this year. So I think maybe there's a little bit less of the spectacular. I do think he's good enough, and they've won enough where he could sort of back into the award, though, if they get the one mm-hmm. seed. They probably have to get the one seed, but that's. I think they're the favorite to do it. Then I think he could win it. Purdy has a bad day. Eagles win the NFC East, so Dallas doesn't. Yeah, Purdy has the least margin for error of any candidate for that award, because at the, like even people who might want to back him are going to fall prey to yeah. If he, you know, and you saw this in the middle of the season when they were dinged up and and they lost a couple games and he was forcing balls over the middle. Like I even said at one point, like the interceptions he's throwing, it was like a couple weeks in a row, sort of looked like the same play. And so I think fans are, are fans, even the voters, just going to be waiting to ding him if he has a bad day. So not that he has to have, you know, 350 yards or anything week over week, but if he has like a two-pick game and a, you know, 220 in a loss, uh, that could that could kill him because I think fan, people are just waiting to pounce on, see, he's not that good. Well, So he almost has to be at, a, at an unrealistic standard even to stay in the race. Interesting. We've, we've had so many of these games late in the season, Bills-Chiefs, Cowboys-Eagles, Bills-Cowboys, where maybe even if you consider Tua, Cowboys-Dolphins next week, Cow- Dolphins-Bills eventually, head-to-head. And next week is Baltimore at San Francisco on Monday night, Christmas night. So here here could be Allen versus Prescott. Hmm, maybe the winner is in line to win the MVP. Jackson versus Purdy is that too next right. week. Mike Shope and the Bulldog talking Bills here, Football Friday, and Ravens and MVP stuff. Join us at 803-0550 if you'd like. We'll have our pick segment coming up just after 6. This is WGR. Welcome back, Football Friday. Picks coming up. The weather for Sunday, it could be wet. Of course, it's warm all the time now, so rain, but what I'm looking at here on Channel 2 kind of makes it look like the wet section of the weekend is like right at the time of the football game. Like the dark, the darker green, the thicker, <laughs> darker green, right. right? That's sort of, you can't avoid it. That's too bad. Bills have certainly had their share of unlo- uh, bad luck when it comes to the weather. Philadelphia, also a rainy day. I mean, was it last year, the year before, they were constantly... That well, two years ago, the wind game, and then last year with blizzards. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Not not great. Well, I'm I'm encouraged by uh, what Sale told us. Patrick Hammer told him about the wind because certainly you would you'd rather it not be raining. Uh, but I feel like the wind is the bigger uh, bigger problem. You know, like Sale indicated, it was raining all day in Philadelphia, and Allen was a monster in that game. So. You know, you can still make it work in the rain. It's whether or not the wind is really howling, and I don't know. the 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 gust The gust being what Sal said they would be didn't really sound like it would be like gale force or anything. So hopefully they can still make some hay in the pass game. Miami sounds like it has big wind in store for its game against the Jets 
on uh, on Sunday, and we'll see about Tyreek Hill. They're calling him questionable. Possibly the Dolphins, especially if he's out, of course, could be really hampered in terms of you know Tua and passing game. But for a lot of this season, it like they've been gashing teams on the ground. Mostert and Achan. And Achan is iffy for this game. Mostert is getting in the end zone, but not as efficient. I really wonder what the state of their offense is right now. I mean, Tyreek can maybe just flip it. Um, really interesting test for them against a Jets team that is not easy to throw on anyway. I mean, you want to run the ball against them usually because their corners are good. Like, it's a tough team to throw on. Uh, we'll see if the Dolphins uh, are up. They lost their center for the year. That's big. Mm-hmm. Really interesting spot for them. Uh, Before we get to a break and then set up for picks, just a quick mention of the Bandits tomorrow night. Yeah, thank you. I I was hoping to remember to mention this, so I'm glad you did. The Banner Raising, their fifth championship last year. They did lose their first game this year last week, I think, in Albany. Mm -hmm. But um, tonight, or tomorrow night, rather, will probably be a really great night in there. You know, those are yeah, up. yeah, for sure. Banner raising and yeah, right. I mean, should be. I think they're encouraging fans to be in their seats by seven fifteen. They're expecting a big crowd, like if not a sellout, very, very near a sellout. Good. Um, so should be should be a great night for the bandits and their fans tomorrow night downtown. Do they do they play San Diego? I think that's uh, throw out the record books. That's a tough question to ask me. Throw out the record books. <laughs> San Diego moved to L.A. It, it is against the San Diego Seals. Yes. San Diego Seals. There it is. Should be fun. All right. Picks are next. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 